This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the 4,000 members of the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to provide our listeners with some really good local information so you can make really good decisions on real estate. And I think what really makes this show so beneficial is that it is sponsored by the 4,000 members of the uh, Fresno Association of Realtors. So we have a a different perspective every week we we have but it's all local the, we're uh, i know everybody that comes in here as a as a realtor and today i have two very good guests we have sang bunsey of iron key real estate good morning good morning don thanks for having me on the today's radio show sure and, and tell us how long have you been in the real estate market well it's going on seven years now seven okay yes. And residential, commercial? I mainly specialize in residential. Okay. All right. So seven years, you, uh, you, you've you seen some ups and downs. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So we're going to pull on that experience today and, and provide some really good information okay. from our listeners. Then we also have Charles Ratanavan of uh, Keller Williams, the Strive Realty team. Yes. And uh, welcome. And, and Charles, how long have you been in real estate? I've been in real estate for coming on to five years now. And I want to thank you for getting my last name right in the first shot. All right. <laughs> All right. But but I have to be honest with the listeners. That was the third shot. <laughs> it was the first shot on the air, but not. Hey, it, and I don't. It's actually a very easy name. And I don't know how people mess up on Scordino. Scordino seems like so easy, but I've been called everything. Yeah, when you grow up with it, you know how to say your last name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, you know, that, and that's an advantage to you in this business yep. because you have a unique name, and people, once they learn it, they're going to remember it. I mean, now that I took three tries at it, I'm, I'm going to remember your name forever. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, and of course, you've been mostly residential real estate also? Yes, I've only done residential. I haven't done any commercials, but I do have a, a lot uh, um, as a listing agent, so uh-huh. that's something new. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and that's a kind of a unique experience. So maybe we can talk about that later in the show about selling a lot and then um, uh, what all is involved that's different than a house. I guess you don't do a home inspection on a on a lot but, <laughs> but you still need inspections you just the basics are that the buyers still need to know what they're buying exactly and what the land is used for yeah ah yeah um okay i'm gonna throw some stats out there for our listeners but i would like to get your take because um the two of you work separately you work um as out there selling houses, you meet people, you see houses. And 
So what is going on in the market? Um, I pulled, I pulled the 24-hour market watch this morning, and I mean this sounds extremely exciting. There was a hundred and nine active new active listings in the last 24 hours. To me, that doesn't sound like a, a housing shortage. But what's the real take? <laughs> so that's the thing. As as soon as the homes go on the market, it's sold immediately. Mm-hmm. So just because you see, you know, 100 plus listings within the 24 hours, that doesn't mean it's going to stay much longer on the weekend. So a lot of what's happening right now is homes are being shown during the weekends or set days. And then after the weekend, usually Monday or Tuesday, seller decides to accept an offer. So they may only be out a couple, three days. And so it's a big turnover. Yes. And it's, it's pretty fast, too. And also with, excuse me, with the showings, um, some days it's set to very limited showings. You know, sellers are trying to squeeze in X amount of people within a certain time frame. So what my experience is, sometimes I can't even get my clients into showings on certain days. Mm-hmm. Charles, what when you're working with buyers, how do you coach them on, on that? Because I mean, a typical buyer is not going to know how fast the real estate market is moving. Um, how, how do you coach them on that? So a lot of time before we even start looking, I set them up on a home search so that way they could kind of get familiarized with how the market is going and how fast houses are selling. So there's time where they see a house they like and they wait two days to send it to me before we go set up an appointment to look at it. But by the time they send it to me, the house is already gone. Mm -hmm. So now they know how fast houses are moving. So I always tell them, hey, when you see something, let me know right away. I don't care if you guys are sending me a text like 9 p.m. I might not answer, but at least I know tomorrow morning I'm going to have that set up for us to go see as soon as possible. And then also with 100 houses hitting the market today, there's a few hundred, maybe thousands of buyers that's fighting for those 100 to 200 houses that just hit the market. So if you do the math, you're looking at 10 to 20 buyer per house. So you could be competing with a few. And I always tell my buyers, (coughs) this is a market where you can't be sensitive to rejections. You could get a few rejections before you actually get your house, I mean, an acceptance on a house. Okay, so um, here's the curveball for you guys. How many, what's your personal record for the most offers written for a buyer before they got something accepted? For me, the highest I received or that we had sent through was probably about seven or eight, mm-hmm. close to 10. And that's, for me, that's unusual. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> mine for is, one buyer. <laughs> mine is crazy. I had, I wrote 31 offers, the 32nd one has finally got accepted. Wow. <laughs> Holy smokes. For one client. Wow. And you know what I have to say to that? Salute to that <laughs> buyer for hanging in there. Yes. And that's because I told him, hey, we're not giving up. They get discouraged um, a few times during the uh, transaction. And I always tell them, hey, I'm not going to give up on you, even though you feel like giving up. We're going to find you this house. Mm-hmm. And we just got to have to keep going and, you know, just take it as uh, we go. One day we're going to get it. And, and we finally did. <laughs> and, and that 30-second home they wrote an offer on, I'm going to take a wild guess. It was probably the best one of all. No. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't. Come on, work with me here. 
Opie, I wish I could just tell you like it was the strongest offer they put out there. But then it was just one of those things like, hey, let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then I had a great relationship with the um, listing agent and they said, hey, if you could guarantee we're gonna close without no hiccup, the, the seller will accept this one. I'm like, I c- call the buyers. I'm like, hey, we got a pretty good chance. Like, you sure you want this house? And we're not just throwing offers out there just to throw. They like, no, we can get it, let's get it. So <laughs> they were super excited about it. All right. You you have the new record of all that I've heard. Yeah, 32. that's a record. <laughs> I, um, I had one that went to 10 and um, ironically that 10th home was the best yeah oh wow yeah yeah well it was also a little more expensive but it was mm-hmm. the best and, and he was more than well qualified for it so and, and really happy and the really neat thing i got to go there for their housewarming party mm-hmm. and to see all their family there and mm-hmm. friends that made me feel like all the effort was absolutely worth it yeah definitely yes. And I got paid on it. And just so you know that, just so you know that it's not about the money, uh-huh. I got paid on it like April 14th. April 15th, I sent off my tax check. <laughs> so I feel like I got nothing. <laughs> but but the, the good satisfaction uh-huh. uh, of knowing that I helped a family get into a home. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. Here's an interesting statistic. In the last 24 hours, there were 16 back on the markets. What What's up with that? I mean, I, yeah, so with my experience or my buyer's experience, so there's very low homes to choose from. So anytime that a home is listed, we have people that's going to be very competitive, buyers that's offering more than what they can get. Or what happens is, you know what, There's their thought is there's only five homes that fits what we want so let's just go ahead and make an offer on this one so that's what exactly what happened to my client they fell in love with the home i told them don't fall in love with the home until you get the keys so anyways um they saw the home i showed it to them and they're let's just make an offer let's go above you know thirty thousand dollars above the asking price and we'll guarantee you know twenty thousand dollars or x amount of money so after that our offer was accepted the lender did verify that they have the assets and then when we went and do the home inspection, they said, you know what, we want to cancel based on what's called out on the home inspection report. Because when we did our first walkthrough, we didn't know that there were these many items. But when the home inspector came through, there were so many items that it's going to cost them more money than what they thought they would have spent. And then also sellers, at this point, homes are going fast. Sellers aren't willing to negotiate um, any repairs or any credits. So they know that, okay, if this buyer cancels, then I can go ahead and put my house on the market and I'm probably going to get more offers. Or another thing is there's already backup offers. Mm. And that's something we can talk about, backup offers. But it also kind of boggles my mind how a seller can, let's say, list a home at three fifty, mm-hmm. sell it for three seventy, twenty thousand dollars mm-hmm. more and then they don't want to fix anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's correct. It, I, that's today's market. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I really hope that sellers remember, um, if you sell retail, you better give a retail product. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and 
we all expect that when we go to Macy's versus the dollar store. Yeah. Uh, you're paying mm-hmm. more, but it, but you expect more too. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, we got to go to our first commercial break. But when we get back, I'm going to ask you what the term ARIA means. So yeah. stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. And helping me today, we have Charles Ratanavan of Keller Williams, and we also have Sang Bunsey of Iron Key Real Estate. Um, but the two of you are in leadership at a group called ARIA. That's Can you correct. tell us what what is ARIA? Well, ARIA was founded in 2003. It is a nonprofit trade organization, and they're dedicated to improving the lives of Asian American Pacific Islander community through home ownership. So what ARIA does, the mission is, you know, we strive to promote sustainable home ownership opportunities in the Asian communities by creating a powerful national voice for housing and real estate professionals that, of course, serve this dynamic market. Okay, so um, do you do that through advocacy, like maybe speaking to state legislators? We do that. So we we do that, and we actually have a um, an organization for that as well. So we do a lot of education, involvement, and volunteering. Ah, I look. I like that you say education, mm-hmm. because that that is the best way to help people uh, of any nationality is through education um the more the more you know the better decisions you make and mm-hmm. hey that's what founded welcome home radio <laughs> it's yes. the more the more you know the better decisions you'll make mm-hmm. so what do you do education wise and, and who do you help do you help the consumers or the realtors we help both we help both the consumer and the realtors as well so we have um, a lot of educational classes well we did have the in-person but now everything is virtual so for example sometimes we'll talk about you know feng shui like the asian we do a lot of the feng shui like for example when someone purchases a home the house have to be purchased uh, have to be um at a certain location certain number facing a certain direction and then we also educate about you know the home buying process for someone that would be interested in purchasing a home I do you see my eyes light up when you said feng shui? That was one of the best classes I ever <laughs> took. I learned a lot, and and you know what? It makes a lot of sense the the natural flow of a home. Mm-hmm. And I tell my wife that a lot. You know, <laughs> it, it, come on, I don't want to have to make ninety degree turns everywhere. <laughs> Let's, there's a flow. Let me cut a corner. Yeah. We don't need another potted plant there. <laughs> but so there, there's a, um, there's really something to it. I, I had the benefit many years ago of having a Cambodian home buyer who took the time to explain why he was making decisions based on mm-hmm. feng shui. Um, I, I enjoyed it. it. It was, and like I said, to me. Most of it made sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. 
it, but I remember the best part of the uh, this class I took. It's like the the instructor was saying, "This is very very important to the the uh, the Asian home buyer mm-hmm. if they're first generation, second yeah. generation maybe, third generation out the window." Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> that is true. All right. So and um, you know I'm a my mom was from Italy. And she brought over a lot of these. I'm going to even, it's my mother, so I can say it. They they were crazy things, Uh you know. uh, And it meant a lot to her, but to me, it's like, well, (laughs) I can get over that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, um, what, tell me, what was the, the best educational event you put on this past year? So this past year, we were very limited due to COVID. But the recent one that we had was talking to um, the CPA, or the CPA was a special guest for ARIA. And they talked about small businesses, like how to file taxes as a small business. So not only are we helping our community as we, or the consumer, as I mentioned, but we help a lot of our, our realtors, our lenders, anyone that's in the real estate field. And that's a good one, uh, a good example of how does this benefit the consumer if you're doing a tax seminar for the the real estate agent? And I, here's my answer to that, and a very strong one. I have to, I, I have lots of experience that I can share with people now, and I have my CPA to thank for that. He kept me in business. Mm-hmm. I didn't get taxed out of business 20, 30, 40 years ago. So, you know... Hey, my hat's off to my CPA for keeping me in business by Mm -hmm. giving me that. And that's what you are doing with those classes. You're helping um, people to stay in business. That's correct. And I was about to say Asian professionals, but I don't think that your group is exclusive to Asian people, right? No, we're not exclusive. (laughs) Excuse me. You're actually a member, Don, if you recall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, anyone, anyone can join. It's not exclusive to, you know, the Asian community. Um, other vendors have joined as well. We have a lot of the people that are with Aria are in the real estate business, but it's not limited. I mean, you could be a home inspector, but that's not real estate, but it's still, you know. It's a, an affiliation. An affiliation, correct. All right. Ha- locally here, because I, I take it you have a local chapter and. Yes, we do. State and national? So we have local, state, and national. And right now, there's 41 chapters across U.S. and Canada, and currently over 17,000 members. Okay, excellent. Um, how many locally? I think there's about... And keep in mind, my check cleared, so <laughs> so I, I am a dues-paying member. There's below 100, but then our goal this year was to get 100 members. So we're we're halfway there. All right, <laughs> we're still working on it. <laughs> yeah, well, get busy, Charles. <laughs> um, what what do you have in the future that is that Aria can bring to the not only the real estate professionals but to the real estate community? Well, right now we're just doing events. That's you know mainly for the real estate community. We do volunteer with uh, two other organizations. 
that's still super infirm. We're always looking for more people that we can volunteer with. But we have an upcoming shred event for the real estate professionals. Mm -hmm. And that's free of charge if you're a member and you bring all your documents in and we'll shred them for you. When is that? I need to do this. (laughs) (laughs) That is June. I don't know the exact date yet, but okay. it's, it's June. Because we, uh, we have something coming up in May, which is called the Miracle Morning. I don't have the exact date for that just as yet, but we're, it's going to be very motivational, and it's, you know, it's for real estate professionals and members. Well, let me throw one out that's coming up next Saturday and see how your group can help. But also to all of our listeners out there, this is something you're invited to also. So next Saturday, May the 8th, between the hours of 9 and 11, or during, be there at 9. <laughs> um, we are, the Fresno Association of Realtors is uh, helping with the Beautify Fresno campaign where we're going to be doing some labor and mm-hmm. <clears throat> picking up trash. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, it, it, But this one is dubbed Beautify 5. That's District 5. Uh District 5 City Councilman uh, Luis Chavez was on the show a month ago. And while we were here, we talked about that and in, mm-hmm. in it actually started that day, the idea, and now it's coming to fruition. So here's what you do to sign up. Um, you, you would show, first of all, next Saturday, May, May 8th, from 9 to 11, you would show up at Olmos Elementary School, and that's at 550 south garden and that is real real close to king's canyon and chestnut okay you need to sign up because the city is going to provide things for us like trash bags gloves the picker uppers um so you don't actually have to touch trash (laughs) so how how do we sign up okay great question you can go to info info at beautify fresno dot org or you can call the city at 621-8626-621-8626 and um, you do need to sign up so that they know how many people are there Um, somebody gave me an idea last night I haven't worked on this but uh, maybe we'll get a a food truck out there uh, Mm -hmm. for afterwards and enjoy ourselves but i'm going to be out there um yes our show's going to be on at that time too but here at the studios there's another event going on uh, um for uh beds for kids Mm -hmm. so um they're going to be collecting they're actually going to be building bunk beds out here in the driveway so our show will be pre-recorded although it's going to be a good one we're going to talk about prop 19 and the tax property tax savings for people so now let me ask you don is there a cutoff date to sign up for the beautify five fresno um you know i don't know that i'm gonna assume it it's gonna be thursday or friday so do it sooner um and yeah that i don't know maybe pay attention to the fresno association of realtors Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. facebook page information will be there um yeah i mean at some point they need a cut off so they know how many gloves to bring and and such is there an age limit can i bring my kids to these things 
you know, you guys are asking me some tough <laughs> questions. <laughs> you know, get ready. I, no, I, we're, we're going to get Arya to go volunteer. That's why. <laughs> all right, good. Um, when you call info at, or, or 621-8626, that's ask. a great question. And, and I'm, I'm going to guess that it's okay. Yeah, you can bring friends, family. I've already called some of my clients who have bought in District 5 mm -hmm. and say, hey, let's get to work and, and clean up the area okay. so all right with that we're going to go to our next commercial break but stay tuned to welcome home radio 940 espn well, welcome back to welcome home radio this is don scordino your host and we have Sang Bunsey of Iron Key Real Estate here with us, and also Charles Ratanavan of uh, Keller Williams. Yes. I, I get your name right, and then I, I stumble on Keller Williams. <laughs> That's because you're focused on my last name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, overly focused. I, I don't want to mess up. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so we were talking, um, or no, let me put it like this. Our, our bumper music here was put me in coach so that's a call out to our listeners our clients and other realtors including the aria professionals put we want to put you in next saturday from 9 to 11 at the beautify five cleanup um just two hours of work that's not a lot um even i can hang for two hours <laughs> with, with manual labor um and there's a challenge for me come out and see if i really can yeah, well, Aria will be there. I know I'm speaking on their behalf, but I know that there will be volunteers out there from Aria. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Because when I said this five, a month ago with um, Luis Chavez, after I said it, it's like, oh, my gosh, what did I just do? <laughs> will anybody show up? Okay, great. Let me ask you some real estate questions now with, with our various experiences in, in, in real estate. And um, we... I know that um, somebody told me yesterday that some lenders, the lenders, not the real estate agents, but the lenders are telling buyers to remove the appraisal contingency to get their offer accepted, but leave the inspection contingency so that they can cancel if it doesn't appraise. What, what are, what's your take on that? So I don't think lenders or realtors should be telling um, buyers or clients that because that is going in with bad faith and when we're putting offers in we should go in with good faith yes we would like to have ways out in case things go sideways but it shouldn't be the first thought in in your mind when you're putting in offers because your intention is to buy that house and not to find a way out before you even get into contract yeah yeah that's a good good way to put it so go in with good faith with the intention that this is going to be your new home if you don't do that if you're just trying to get one and think that oh well, that'll work for a year or two until i you know the market settles down and i can buy what i really want uh not when the market settles down then you may not be able to to sell it so it's yeah. that's just not good there and if you go into it in bad faith chances are you're gonna not you're gonna lose yourself yes and not only that 
as a listing agent, can you not see that in advance? It's like, okay, no appraisal contingency, but they're leaving a 17-day inspection period, which is way longer than what you need for inspections. So that might be a red flag that this is what they're doing. But here's the other thing. Nobody really has control on the appraisal. Um, I've got one in, well, actually, we it's not in escrow anymore. It closed yesterday. Mm-hmm. But the appraisal, even though it was, we thought it was going to be ordered day one, one thing happened after another. It didn't get done till the 24th day. And we mm-hmm. closed it. We closed the whole escrow on the 29th day. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's like everybody's waiting for the appraiser. So, and that was a, there was not much of a uh, appraisal protection in there. So if it had come in low, we were sunk. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So not, not a good thing to do. Now I kind of alluded to the market slowing down. Um, there's some people that say, oh, the, this bubble, we're in a bubble, it's going to burst and, uh, I'll, I'll buy homes later in the year when there's a ton of foreclosures. So what, what do you see about that? So this is the thing. It's, you know, people are go- always going to have their prediction of real estate. Unfortunately, no one has a crystal ball that tells us the future of how real estate is going to be. Um, you know, during the Great Recession, or they call it the Great Recession, the early 2000s, that happened because people were on adjustable rate mortgage now everything is fixed so you know that saying what goes up must come down so prices you know right now it's in the up up um, eventually it may go down we don't know but it's slowly going to happen because I'm starting to see a little bit more people that are doing that forbearance and their pre foreclosure so it's going to happen but I just don't know if it will be as just you know as drastic as it did in the early 2000s. So for the people that's waiting for the bubble to pop, I hate to burst their bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do see a bubble, but it's not as big of a bubble as people are waiting for. Because back in 2008, there's a lot of buyers that have bad loans because pretty much as, lo- as long as you sign up for a loan, you got a loan. Now you have to go through, you know, uh, verification of employment and showing that you have the funds to actually get the loan. So the l- getting loans is a lot harder than it was back in 2008. And these a lot of people have equity in their house. So before they go out and foreclose on their house, it's better for them to sell the house. And even though they walk away with nothing, they are not losing everything. So, mm-hmm. and then there's so many buyers in the market right now that even if those houses are on forbearance, does go foreclose there's enough buyers to pick up those houses and keep it at a healthy market yeah yeah that's a really good point charles so there's so many so much demand Mm -hmm. that even if supply increased a lot we still have a lot of demand i heard it put really well once um it's like our market is so white hot right now um red hot white hot whatever it is (laughs) but it's like we're driving 100 miles an hour if we slow down to 70 miles an hour it's going to feel like a recession Mm -hmm. yes but we're still cooking at 70 miles an hour yes 
and, and, and then I heard one, uh, Dave Ramsey, he's the, uh, he was asking him, um, do you think we're in a real estate bubble? I loved his answer. No. Yeah. And there was a period at the end of that. Okay, I set you guys up. I said he was the second most so knowledgeable. Who's the first? So you must be the first then. <laughs> Thank you very much. I was yeah. I'll the the wheels are turning. I was I thinking who's the f okay. So he's the second. Don must be the first. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Now, my uh, my kids could tell tell you differently that I don't really know anything. <laughs> I know a few other people that'll say that too. Oh, what do they know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So, what? Here's another thing in the market. We have this seemingly big uh, divide between uh, buyer demand and seller's inventory, so or supply. What is it that could be holding sellers back? So the thing with my experience, what's holding sellers back from selling is they don't have anywhere to go. So like, you know, homes are in high demand. So for example, if I sell my home, where would I go? It's like, there's no homes that's on the market that's lasting for more than 24 hours. So that's, that's what I'm faced with, you know, with my, <coughs> excuse me, with experience with my sellers asking. Yep. And also, you got to remember, if you're selling on a high market, you're also going to end up buying in a high market. So mm -hmm. you might want to sell your house that you bought for 200000 for 500000 but the house that you wanted that was 500000 probably 800000 So you are priced out of the house that you want to move into next. So they're kind of stuck in a dilemma just like, okay, what do I do? Do I just stay here and be comfortable or go out there and try to fight with, you know, people and trying to get the right house and then end up settling for what you know they have already so it's just one of those things like a catch-22 like you know I can't say the word on, on radio but yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you we do have buttons for that by the way <laughs> um, now here's something else Dave Ramsey said the guy said well now that the market is so high should I sell my home now go rent something for a couple of years, and then when the market settles down, then um, then buy again. And I loved his answer, no, yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Because his expectation is that now you're getting out of the real estate market if you do that. And it's in all probability, the market will continue to be healthy mm -hmm. and, and even if it does drop to 70 miles an hour, it's going to still be healthy, mm -hmm. even if it dropped to 40 miles an hour. But um, then you're out of the game. You lost the benefits of having your own home. And um, he, th he thinks in a couple of years you're going to pay more anyway. Yes. And then if you're a market timer, unless you nail it on the exact day that the market topped out, and then bottomed out, you're gonna lose. Yes. So now if you're a financial, professional financial analyst, you're the Kentucky gambler, somebody like that, go ahead and be a market timer. If you're not, if you're just normal people, then buy a home for the right reason. Yeah. Yes. Live in it, use it, raise your kids there. Um, Charles, you got kids, What? What? how do they like 
being at home and, and what's home to them? Well, my kids are a little different because they love being outside. So home to them is wherever it's fun. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> because I do take them to show a lot of houses with me when I'm out, uh, you know, showing clients. And they go out and see these big, beautiful house, and they're like, could we get a mansion too? I'm like, well, it's not in my budget. <laughs> 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 but for me, like spending time with my family uh, in a car or going to different places and traveling, and that's pretty much what home is to them, is where we're at going to next for our, our next experience. And the house that we have is just pretty much where we come and take a break mm -hmm. and pause. <laughs> but, but that's an experience too. Yes. Yeah. How about you? You you have kids, right? I have four children. Oh, my. <laughs> if you count the fur babies, that's a total of seven because I have three dogs. But for my kids, you know, same thing. They like to be outside. Mm -hmm. So they're always outside. And then if there's any clean white walls, then my toddler will probably ride on the walls. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that. We are going to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. And we have Charles Ratanavon of Keller Williams. <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> Joanna's going to be mad at me for, for messing up on Keller Williams' part. <laughs> and we have Sang Buncey of Iron Key Real Estate with us. And they're sharing their experiences with us. So um, we all work with a lot of buyers. What is the, how do we best prepare our buyers for the journey ahead in finding a home? So for me, like, Every single buyers that I work with, I like to sit down with them before we even start shopping to do a strategy sessions. So that way I could update them on what the market looks like and what for them, what are they gonna expect to see when we go out there and how to best prepare them to write the strongest offer because the strongest offer is not always the highest offer, especially in this market. And there's so many things that you could do to help strengthen your offers out there and also prepare them mentally for the amount of work and the rejections they they probably going to have let me ask this um, so what things other than price can be put into an offer that will strengthen that offer and make it the best not necessarily the highest so every single house that we go sees could be unique to itself because each seller is going to need something that's different so if you have a case where the seller's moving out of town for a new job and it needs to move within the next 15 days, the short escrows could be what's important to them. Or if they are uh, selling house in a divorce case where they don't have money to do any kind of fixing. And if you are able to go in and take the house as is and not worry about asking seller to fix anything, then, <coughs> you know, the, as simple as possible, that's probably going to help. And also <coughs> having a strong lender and a realtor that has good reputation in the industry can help. Oh, yeah. That, that one's big. I had someone come to me this week and they had a pre-approval letter al already in hand, but it's from an out-of-town lender. I don't know anything about them. How can I convince the listing agent that this is strong? Yes. <laughs> I, 
whereas if it's somebody local somebody with a local means close enough to where you they we know of your reputation as a lender mm-hmm. and the, the benefit of having a local lender versus an out-of-town lender not saying the out-of-town lender is not a good lender is that the local lender is we know where they work and who their uh, managers are like if we need to escalate to make things move a little bit faster mm-hmm. and if you have an out-of-town lender if things go sideways it's hard to get them on the phone but when things are going great they will answer the phone all the time <laughs> yeah yeah saying how about if i ask you that question what what else can be done to make an offer good besides a higher price so this is the thing you have to communicate with the listing agent so just like charles did mention um it depends on what the seller's needs are. So when I write up an offer, I'll call the listing agent and ask, what is the seller needs? Does the seller need, you know, 30 days to stay in the home after we close escrow? Are they needing a shorter escrow? Are they going to need with clo- are they going to need help with closing costs? I ask them a lot of questions because whatever however they answer me, I'll put that into the contract. So, okay. you know, sometimes, you know, a lot of the times Right now, you know, people are accepting homes over the listed price because they see that it's more money. But Charles is right. At some point, the seller takes it, takes a look at other things and they consider other things as well. Mm-hmm. I've even seen little things like adding seller's, uh, seller's coverage to the buyer's home warranty package mm-hmm. that the buyer's paying for. So now the buyer is actually spending money to cover the seller during the escrow period and more importantly during the home inspection mm-hmm. i had it come up one time where uh and a home warranty does not cover pre-existing conditions unless it's unknown yes. so that dishwasher that's told the motors totally rusted out not going to be covered because it's obvious that yeah that it was uh, pre-existing and they had to know about it but here was one um inspector went up into the attic and saw that some varmints had chewed holes in the ducting Mm -hmm. well they didn't know that i mean how many people crawled through their attic right um that's what varmints are for (laughs) Uh, but anyway that got covered it was a 1700 dollars repair job and for the 75 dollars deductible it got covered on the seller's coverage now that did cost a dollar and ten cents a day but you know a 30-day escrow you're talking 33 dollars yeah. that and it saved the seller 1700 dollars that is a great incentive for that seller mm-hmm. to accept an offer like that um <clears throat> all right let me ask this question what message would do you want our listeners to know about today's real estate market that's different than the message you wanted them to know three months ago? Let's say in January. That's more than three months. But what what message do you want them to know now? The, Charles, the, the you market, go first. The market <laughs> is very competitive today, but there is a house out there for you. So be patient keep looking and save up as much money as you can because having extra money over down payment and closing costs can help you get your offer accepted okay excellent thank you and i like the part about be patient 
So I tell my clients, you know, you have to be realistic, yet at the same time be picky. Um, there's not a lot of homes that's available. <clears throat> and just be patient, just like what Charles mm -hmm. said. Also, now it's different than how I guess we'd say the traditional way of purchasing a home. Now you have to be creative. Like back then, a lot of people would think, you know, we can talk to the seller's agent and negotiate closing costs, credits, repairs. Now the buyers are actually responsible for that. So it's totally different from three months ago, too, because now there's more people that's ready to purchase. I've seen within the past three months, there's a whole lot of buyers. I don't know if it's due to the extra money that we've got, you know, the, the stimulus checks, the tax incentives. But there's more people and there's very low inventory. So save up as much as you can. Just don't think that, you know what, there's only two homes on the market that fits my criteria. I have to get into this home right now. You have to be picky. You have to be realistic because you're looking at a 30 years investment. Yeah. And I'd like to add on there, too. Buyers need to know what is what cannot be changed and what can be changed when they're looking at a house maybe they don't like the dodger blue bedrooms <laughs> all right yeah. you can paint that that can be changed although i would if it had san francisco giant orange in there <laughs> I, I don't that stigma might stay with me. <laughs> that one's for bobby our board board <laughs> operator diehard giant fan i like the guy anyway <laughs> Um, okay, but location, you can't change. No. So if you bought too far away from your comfort zone, comfort zone or, or yeah, um, or you bought a house up in the mountains because it was available, but now you have a one-hour commute. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, exactly. maybe not so good. So, lo so know what you can change, know what you cannot change. Mm -hmm. And because... Um, even even if he spent a million dollars, I don't think you'd find a home that was 100% everything that you wanted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. I don't think if you built your house to your specification, you're going to get 100% of what you want. <laughs> right, right. Uh, oh, my. And then lumber costs right now. Oh, yes. I just uh, got a, a bid on a fence a month ago uh, for, for one of my rental homes. Uh -huh. And it took three or four weeks to get the neighbor to agree to pay half and all that. Well, now that bid had expired and it, it went up. It, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it did. So after the neighbor said, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's good. Let's do it. Now I went to him with a 15% increase. Um, I haven't heard back. <laughs> Mark has changed. <laughs> that's right. Well, I want to thank both of you for coming in today and you. sharing your experience, your your knowledge with us. And I, I really like the part where you say you're going to get the ARIA group together for next week's um, Yes, so hold, hold us accountable for that. Yeah. All right. I will do that. Well, and, you got two for sure. <laughs> yeah, three. I, I'm going to be there. <laughs> and to our listeners, please sign up. Go to info at beautifyfresno.org and sign up for the Olmus Elementary Cleanup. That's where we're meeting next Saturday from 9 to 11. So, um, and we'll have radios blasting so you can listen to Welcome Home Radio. <laughs> hey, thank you very much. 
We'll be back next week. Thank you.